Good evening. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome to Farting Confusion. This is Travis Greer, your host, and I got two co-hosts with me as usual. We got Paul Arnold and Ernest Watts. Uh, Paul, what does anything funny happen this week? Anything that's just lightens your week up that you uh, can uh, recall? Funny, funny. Wow, that's a funny. Ha ha. Funny, strange. But strange. either or. Not. Sorry, I went sling blade on no, you. No, but I do remember, strangely enough, about like the first month I was at this job. I've been at this job for almost seven years. For some reason, I did the famous, you know, I went to the bathroom, I came out, and there was toilet paper uh, trailing behind me. So that was a really good way to make a first impression. Very nice. Very nice. Y'all yeah, have we toilet paper at work? <laughs> Yeah, hey, that's we we're in the south. We use corn cobs. Did you pick it up and reuse it, right? Uh, this is both sides, chore supply. But nonetheless, yeah, we've got a good podcast tonight, uh, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sports and everything else. You've heard Ernest Watts, and um, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about grief tonight. We're going to be talking about a little bit about uh, football, baseball, a lot of good things to be talking about. And speaking of grief. Uh, when I, when uh, we were chatting this week on on text messages, a, a question came up, but just to introduce that and how that relates to the time we're in, I think of Charlie Brown. There's a lot of good things about Charlie Brown and Charles Schultz. And, uh, man, uh, good grief, Charlie Brown, right? And one of my favorite movies is uh, The Great Pumpkin, you know, uh, and it's, it's a very good, good movie. So um, are you guys excited and ready for halloween any certain way anything different for you guys with um trick-or-treating or just doing anything halloween like this year ernest I've in your no, neighborhood i've put no decorations out no. this will be the first year we don't do candy and to complete this this complete downer of a segment you yeah. do realize that all charlie brown all peanuts material has been removed from free tv i heard about that apple has bought it so you have to be an apple subscriber Yes, yeah. unless you own uh, any of the peanuts, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, you have to own. You will not be able to see any peanuts on free TV anymore. Yeah, and I guess that's why that popped in my mind. So, man, we're we're all really getting a rock this uh, this 2020 without having those good TV shows uh, to watch this this Halloween. Hopefully, it's not the same for the Christmas holiday. So. Man, but nonetheless, uh, I won't start off on a negative note because it's been a rough, been long, rough week with work. At, uh, as we were talking previously before, uh, we started this this morning uh, or this after, this evening on the podcast. But nonetheless, I want to start out talking about the NFL. If you guys are ready about that, um, chat about that. But I want to review the overall standings as as we briefly discussed weeks ago in the beginning of the NFL season. Ernest has always testified and says, you know, don't make too much assumptions about the first few weeks. But uh, we are well into uh, almost halfway through the NFL season. And as far as the AFC goes, in the AFC East, you have Buffalo leading that division. In the West, you have Kansas City. The North, you have Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They're right there, um, the two leaders, but Pittsburgh currently leading there. And in the AFC South, you have the Tennessee Titans. Well, Ernest has... Uh, out of those, out of the AFC, we'll go to the NFC shortly. Who's the real deal in the AFC? And, uh, you know, give us your thoughts on that. Three teams. Three teams. And I'll rank them one, two, three. Uh, number three is Kansas City. Their defense worries me a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number two is the Steelers. 
who are the best statistical defense right now in all of the NFL. And I think Ben Ben Big Ben is doing enough just to keep them going. I like Claypool, the wide receiver they picked out of Notre Dame. I, I like what Watt is doing at stand-up defensive end. But right now, the best-looking team is the Tennessee Titans. And uh, again, I know how I talk about New England Patriots assistance, but but he he's that's just with Ryan hit Tannehill, that team with Henry is doing a great job so much that they picked up Clowney and they really don't need him. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I would say right now the Steelers and the Titans are probably the two best team in all of football for me. Yeah. Paul, that- your, your, your feelings. Um, my feelings is that the lions stink, but we're talking about <laughs> AFC, right? AFC. Oh, AFC. Okay. AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to first say, why did the chiefs pick up Le'Veon Bell when they could have had Clowney? I mean, they need help defense, and why do they get a disgruntled running back? Second of all, I agree with Ernest all the way down the line, but I still don't believe in Tannehill all the way. I think Tennessee is going to fade toward the end, although they have Derrick Henry, who's a beast. As long as he stays healthy, I think you got to consider him their favorite. It's hard to repeat in the NFL, too, and the Chiefs have shown signs of weaknesses. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Andy Reid's fogged-off uh Mask that he wears sometimes. Uh, the Bills are just pretenders, um, and the Ravens. We're just forgetting the Ravens. Five and one. Not a lot has changed, but mm-hmm. as we've talked about before, I'm not a huge believer in Jackson as a thrower yet. I think he's got to prove that to me. So I think throw back to Travis. Travis, are we on target? Or are we off in left field? Uh, I think you're about right, and I I wonder about Buffalo as I was thinking about this today. You know. Buffalo's been tough competitors these past few years. And and how it relates back to Miami, the AFC East, I, Paul, you triggered a word and went off in my brain about giving up on, on somebody. Um, but Miami, they've given up on uh, um, this magic already. Yeah. And, you know, they were winning. Uh, from what I recall, they were winning the game. And uh, they, they let Tua go in and get some experience. And and they, they called it off of that. And, you know, it just – People have been talking about this, the giving up on him and how uh, I just wonder if that's going to hurt or help Miami uh, potentiality of winning that division. And it's just, but nonetheless, I, I, I think I agree with you, uh, Ernest, that you got to watch out for Tennessee. Uh, they're strong as well. They made a good, strong playoff run. And uh, I believe in Tannehill, you know, and how that all that ties back to Miami. But uh, yep. Kansas City, they won't repeat. And uh, AFC North, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, very tough division. So, But I think you got to watch out for Buffalo. It's been a long time since they've made a good playoff Super Bowl run, and uh, they've had the good team. You know what's teams wild? Yeah. What's wild is there's a team we haven't mentioned that for the last 20 years would be the first team out of our mouth. Don't mention Cleveland. Cleveland. No, no, no I'm New England, the Patriots. Yeah. At two or three, I mean, we just uh, at this point, a quarter of the season, you know, it looks like Brady's getting a better deal of it. Belichick. It's the curse of Cam. It's the curse of Cam. It is. It is. He's, he's oh, out it, a couple of weeks. Yep. The, a lot of guys on defense on that team were sitting out, so it's it's just not that, and amazing, and and what the Titans, which how little 
physical practice they've had because of the coronavirus and because of all these games being changed and adapted. And they've seemed to assimilate those changes rather. And it goes back to the coach too. They've been able to handle those types of distractions, which, which other teams have just fell apart. As for Fitzpatrick, wouldn't it be interesting to see him traded to the Cowboys? Ooh, Ooh that yeah, they got the red rifle. They don't need Fitzpatrick. They yeah, got uh, bigger problems. You didn't. You didn't watch Monday night because uh, the I red a, rifle was misshooting all <laughs> over the place. I have a tougher question for you. If the Jets continue to go downhill, do they give up on Darnold and get Trevor Lawrence? And does Trevor Lawrence say, uh, "I don't think so"? Do you think Trevor Lawrence is destined for the Jets? Mm. Well, if they continue playing this way. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the longer they wait, I mean, if they traded Darnold before the trading deadline, which is Halloween, uh, they would get more value if they get the number one draft pick. And, and again, it could be Fields as much as Lawrence. We just haven't seen Fields play this year. Uh, to that extent, it, they're in a situation where they're not going to get that much return. I don't know how much they're going to return they're going to get out of him now uh, because yeah. he hasn't really – except for three or four games at the end of his rookie season, he hasn't really shown anything. Mm -hmm. And remember, he wasn't that outstanding at USC. It wasn't like he took USC to the, to the championship or anything in that respect. But he's so six I, foot I, three, and he looks strong, and he fits the uh, mold. Yeah, and I can give you a whole list of quarterbacks, <laughs> the guys who look like quarterbacks. And I know a lot of guys under six feet are doing pretty well these days. So, and, and Ernest, you look like a lineman. So, I mean, oh, they, they, you, you don't mean to be a good one, right? <laughs> Not in my uh, days. I, my days are over. You're talking Single about a power lineman or uh, up on the power lines? The Wichita lineman. I look oh. like the Wichita lineman. <laughs> Boy, I thought we'd skew really old there for everybody. But but speaking of Dallas, uh, that would be an, an interesting pickup for Dallas because they, they, you know, Fitzpatrick, he's been uh, always a good quarterback who'd been to many teams these past several years and picked up the playbook and just carried the team. And uh, I think what that's it, what there. It's because he's played for so many teams. He already knows the playbook. What yeah, playbook has he not seen? Right. He's, he set a record. He's the only quarterback to throw a touchdown for eight NFL teams. Wow. And there, there was a, uh, a little rant on uh, one of the Facebook pages I follow with Real Football Talk, I think, and he was talking about how, man, how Fitzpatrick, you know, he, he should be in the Hall of Fame for all his feats. And the, but nonetheless, we spent too much time on him anyway. <laughs> well, well, if there was a September NFL Hall of Fame, yes, I yes. agree. <laughs> but unfortunately, we play in October, November, December. No, it's not a participation trophy. It's a, I mean, it's, it's the Hall it's of like, Fame, right? like, like I said, it's not just a certain part of the season. It's the entire, I mean, it's amazing. The guy was drafted in, in a round that doesn't exist anymore in the seventh round. Yeah. And graduated from Harvard. Uh, and uh, again, it's an amazing story. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a hall of very good. Maybe he can be in that, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, again, he's bounced around. He, you yeah. know, who would be in our Hall of Very Good? Vinny Testaverde, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got any other suggestions for NFL quarterbacks, Hall of Very McCown, Good? Josh McCown, he's been yeah. out there too. You know. Greg Landry. We'll pull up Greg Landry. Give you a, give you a line there, Paul. Oh, wow. That's really going back. Far back. Guys who, who had long. Danny White for the Cowboys. Bernie, Bernie Kozar. Yeah, these are all like didn't quite make it all the way, or they 
Um, did Archie Manning make it the Hall of Fame? I guess he did. No, no. But he beat he one of them. College, college. Well, yeah. he never had a winning season. Never made the playoffs. But you're saying sort of good or almost good. You know, Fitzpatrick is this generation's Vinny Testaverde because Vinny kind of did that, bounced around. <laughs> He probably and, was North Carolina, didn't he, Ernest? He, was, he, he set a record for the most touchdowns for a 42-year-old when he was with the Panthers. He's the only 42-year-old quarterback, this was before Brady turned 42 at that time, who threw for 400 yards in a game. And then Brady just skewed all these records in that respect. Mm. But, but, but speaking of Dallas tonight, Paul, I'm going to give you a uh, multiple choice. Okay? Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Ready. Uh, so you got choices tonight. You know, some great things are on the lineup Thursday night TV, primetime TV. You have the Dallas versus the New York Giants. We have the wonderful pres- presidential election coming up. Uh, or C, you're not going to watch any of the above and you're going to go to bed. Uh, you know, what? <laughs> who's going to get the most well, ratings? So it's the Philadelphia Eagles against the I was Giants say tonight. It's the Eagles. But yeah. they're just oh, as oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's all right. They're, they're two they're one in as- five, one in four teams, so I don't I don't blame you. There might be some more hard hitting at the debate than the Giants Eagles game. Bum, I think bum. so too. Um, uh, although be, they're gonna turn off more the mistakes? Will there be more mistakes and turnovers? <laughs> I will not watch the debate. I will watch some of the uh football game just because of the fantasy league i have some of those players in there and that's the beauty of fantasy that it gets you interested and i was listening to dan patrick radio and there you go danny i gave you a plug (laughs) uh he was saying that there should be a new nfl rule that you even if you win your division if you don't have a record of 500 or better you should not make it into playoffs is that a good or bad motion that's happened that's happened twice. Do you remember when? No, I don't, Mr. All uh, No. Tell me. Seahawks and the Panthers. Ah, you would know the Panthers, definitely. Yeah. What was the Panthers' record? 8-8? Eight, 7-8-1. Eight, eight? Ooh, 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 ooh. Which I believe was the same record for Seattle. Remember, they beat the uh, Saints first round of the playoffs. And that was the game Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch ran for over 200. And, and the, uh, Skittle time. The, crowd, the crowd there was so loud it showed up on the, the Richter scale. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or Seattle as an earthquake. Oh, wow. So, I, listen, you play who's in your conference. I don't believe in. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, who, you, that's who you play. I mean, that's it. Someone's going to come out of the NFC East and they're going to be lousy. They're going to lose the first game, but that's just it. Yeah. We've added an extra wild card, so I don't really think that anybody's going to be penalized because a 6-10 and 10 Cowboy game team goes to the playoffs. They're the yeah, only they're- division that all four teams have a negative differential of more than 30. All four of them. Like they've lost yeah. all their games by a lot. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the end. Yes, I see that. Paul, uh, I, I was bringing it up, too. I was going to make a point, too. Like They're the most, they're the, out of the NFC Conference, NFC East conference out of all the other ones they have the most loose you know losses amongst all the other conferences so that's 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 a tough conference I mean they've just been horrible Maybe. the past few years and I remember back in the 90s I mean it was all about the Cowboys and the Redskins and they were the I, 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 they can't were the say the word guess they what? Washington excuse football. me Washington, Washington football, football club okay I, I, I wish, hope we don't lose any sponsors I so. wish they had <laughs> called it the Washington team football and then they could go by the initials WTF what oh 
Nice, Ernest. Oh, thank you. Thank Very you. Good. Dad, thank that you. one in my chamber all day. Go ahead. Yeah. So nonetheless, uh, as we did before on ASC, it's well into week seven, eight, right, seven. Um, so who's the real deal in the NFC East? Uh, Dallas is sitting at the top two, two and four <laughs> NFC East. And uh, no, they're Brady. sitting at the East. I think they're just laying on top. They're laying there. But then at the South, you got the Brady Buccaneers down there at four and two. You have Chicago in the NFC North at five and one and Green Bay is right behind them four and one. Um, I'll tell you, it's one of the funnest things I've seen this week. But the NFC West, is, speaking of the Seahawks earlier, that's just a pretty strong division, too. Uh, 5-0 Seahawks, 4-2 Cardinals. Holler, uh, shout out to Nate. And uh, Los Angeles Rams. So the funnest thing I saw this week was uh, a key and peel rea- uh, reenactment of Aaron Rodgers when he scored his touchdown. And I think it, it uh, caused a curse for them to lose against Tampa Bay for sure. Did you, did you pick up on their reference, Paul? Did you I hear did. about the Key and Peel? Yeah, I was on Facebook uh, all over the place. Yeah. I'm going to be Captain Obvious and say sure. Seattle versus the Titans in the in the Super Bowl. Um, it's Seattle's to lose in the NFC. I don't believe in the Buccaneers. I don't think you can take a team and make that big a change in one year. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it's going to fall short. I think Brady will hang in there for the most part. The Bears are just... You know, Foles is a miracle worker, but uh, he can't walk across Lake Michigan, so I don't think he's going to win the Super Bowl for Chicago Bears. And nobody out of the NFCE. So I'm going to go Seattle against the Titans and say it's finally time for Russell Wilson to get another ring. All right, write that down. We'll remember that come uh, April when we play the Super Bowl because of COVID pushing it back, right? Um, nonetheless, <laughs> that's a good call. That's a good call, Paul. So you don't think, Paul, that we could see another Los Angeles or a Tampa Bay team in a uh, Big Four kind of final championship no, World no. Series playoffs? No, no. I think the Rams, their defense, the secondary. I don't know if they're going to hold up. Ramsey's too much of a hothead. Donald dominates, and the other thing is their quarterback Goff. I think he, if it, he puts too much pressure on himself. He starts to fold. 49ers are done this year. Put a stick in them. Too many injuries. Cardinals, Murray's good, but he's not going to carry them. Um, mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers, I like them, but I don't think their secondary is good enough to carry them. I think Brady can do a lot. Uh, the Saints seem to be over the hill. The Panthers, I'm impressed they're 3-3. Three and three. I really am. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. great place to be right now, and it gives them a shot at a wild card down the road. I think Aaron Rodgers showed a little bit of frustration um this last week away team uh i think that they are four and one is more of a evidence of who they played so far um when they mm-hmm. start playing some of the harder teams they're gonna go downhill in their schedule right cool Ernest, do you agree with paul's prediction of the uh, nfc champion the seattle seahawks or who do you see is the real deal coming out uh halfway through the season almost I agree on the Seahawks coming out. I'm not yeah. throwing the, the Packers under the bridge yet. I think that was a one-game anomaly. I'm not giving up on the Saints. I think when they get Michael Thomas back, they'll make a big difference. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but I think they're top three. Uh, Frisco's hard to figure out because as bad as they looked against Miami, they look real good against L.A. L.A., has a system quarterback. Golf is a system quarterback. And when the system clicks, they're okay. When he doesn't, 
they have horrible games like they did Monday night. Uh, no one in the East is is a threat in that respect. Like I said, Tampa, I've seen games where they've been real good, and then I saw the the Bears game where they just they, they just make so many mistakes on themselves. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, you know this is the first game that Gronk looked like Gronk. I don't know if he can maintain that the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears, I love the Bears defense. Their offense, Foles is just always. I mean, Foles is on his fifth team. He's inconsistent. Yes, he won a Super Bowl, but they just don't have anybody at wide receiver that scares me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, the Panthers played the worst game of the season. And the Bears still barely beat them. So, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think the separation in the NFC is much more larger than it is in the AFC. I think yes. Seattle's ab- above and beyond. I think it's. I think there's five good teams in the AFC. I think there's only one good team in the NFC. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's good. That's good points there. I, I totally agree. Just looking at the big picture of it all right now and. Uh, one team I could say in particular, Ernest, is getting a lot of grief, and uh, one city that has given you a lot of grief is the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they've just—I mean, they're—they're they're tanking, and just things aren't clicking and working well for them. And uh, they did that, finally pull out a win, and they're at one and five. But uh, told you the audience they would get the grief, but Ernest, the Atlanta Braves has caused you quite a bit of grief. <laughs> oh, nice transition. Thank you, and, thank uh, you. And, uh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> 18 uh, divisional championships since 1990. No, 17. 17 divisional championships since 1990. And all we got is one World Series. More than any of the teams I pull for, the Braves have. And we've gone through so many extremes. Uh, 90, 90, yeah, 99 when Levon Hernandez was pitching and and the corpulent Eric Gregg was calling strikes two feet out of the strike zone. Uh, the late corpulent egg, Eric Gregg, who I was the most incompetent umpire I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, we had a 2-0 lead over the Yankees in 96. It's been a lot of heartache. A lot of heart. That's what I was about to say. A lot of heart. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was twenty years with not winning a divisional playoff until this year, and we just quit hitting the last three games. You got three one lead, and and y'all know from my texts, I didn't take anything for granted. I kind of knew, you know, that that we'll go back to the peanuts thing. I I knew that Lucy was going to pull the football out, and I was going to wind up on my back. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you called it, Ernest, uh, back a couple years ago uh, when Atlanta's been in their new stadium and their new. Oh, here we go. There we go. There we go. Get the chop, Ernest. <laughs> chop may be across my throat these days. Come on, Ernest. Next year. They're still next year. Probably get by the... yeah, there's, there's an understanding. I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough that the college basketball team I root for has averaged a national championship once every decade. Uh, throwing that, throwing that shade at you, Paul. I mean, <laughs> I mean, six championships. I'm 64, so that's that's. I've been lucky enough to see that. Uh, Panthers have made the Super Bowl twice, haven't gone all the yeah. way. Yeah, my my Hornets have never gone anywhere to playoffs. So 
the real disappointment has been the Braves. But, yeah, but a true but fan yeah. is a fan no matter what. I mean, I, I haven't endured what Red Sox and Cubs fans did for a lifetime. Yeah, but you did call it, like I was saying, you know, and uh, I, I love that, that chop there. But uh, you called it, you know, they've been in their stadium, what, a couple of years now? And, you know, the new new people, but three years, so, three years, three years. So what, you know, you call it the rebuilding stage, you know, and they're obviously rising up and doing well. So, I mean, maybe you got your next year, year after that. So. That's the famous uh expression of every fan of any sport is wait till next year for every fan of every team except four teams at the end of the year four Mm -hmm. teams in the professional uh, sports and two teams in collegiate sports is that expression of wait till the next year yeah but but we have a little bit it goes back and it goes back to the the thing that jerry seinfeld makes fun of all the time he says when they get down to it you're a fan of laundry you're a fan of the uniform, not the players, because players come and players go. Collegiate sports, they graduate, and in pro sports, they get older, they retire, creativity. So you're a fan of the laundry. Paul is a fan of the old English D and their pajama-looking uniforms. <laughs> I'm a fan of the uh, archaic tomahawk, which probably will be removed in a few years. Mm. And you're a fan of the North Carolina Tie Hills. Remember, yes, when you're down. Blue. Remember, the sky. Remember, the sky is Carolina blue because God is a Carolina fan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What song was that, Paul? That was the Tar Heels uh, alma mater. There, just for I Ernest. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mark okay. the sound off. Tar Heel voices. Not you know I mean sing. You, you don't want to play the the Michigan one. You don't oh, that's, the Michigan. That's the most the famous. Yeah, this is therapy for you right now. Not for is me. it is it more famous than Notre Dame's? Yeah, uh, they're right there. I think they're both right there. Okay, because I'm I'm going back to what they played in the airplane movies. They always played the Notre Dame fight song. Yeah. But uh, you brought it up, Ernest. You know, your Tar Heels are Tar Heels. I'm a Tar Heels fan as well. Um, I mean, it's not. They've been very productive uh, for us and brought home many titles. But will we see college basketball? What's the update on? College basketball should be starting about any time now, right? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Pushed it back to Thanksgiving. Okay. And the strange thing is a lot of the uh, – they're not going to be that many out-of-conference games. Some conferences are playing just conference games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Pac-12 is just playing conference games. And the Mountain West, a lot of the more uh, elaborate tournaments – are being played in different places, like the Maui tournament is being played in South Dakota. You know, when I hear Maui, I think of Pierre, South Dakota. And the Atlantis tournament is being played in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. Yeah, when I hear Atlantis Bahama tournament, I think of Asheville, North Carolina. And that's because these are bubble situations. Okay. You want so, to follow the NBA like a bubble? Situation. Yeah, yeah, they're going to put them in. They're going to put them in a bubble for a week before that. But no games at this point before Thanksgiving. But of course, with more cases coming out of Corona, that is, you know, subject to change, like everything these days. Yeah, but nonetheless, um, yeah, we we. Hope to see some college basketball and maybe get a taste of March Madness that was, you know, sadly pulled pulled away from us from a, for a good reason 
this past year. So, uh, but the the the, the Dodgers came out and beat the Braves. We have the Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays game three tomorrow night. The series tied up one to one. Paul, who do you who do you see coming out on top with the World Series uh, uh, between the Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays? Um, first of all, confession. Every time I hear Tampa Bay, I want to say the Devil Rays because weren't they the Devil Rays the first couple of years and they took away the Devil? Yeah. Well, see, originally they were going to be the Sting Rays, uh-huh. and Vincent Naoli, who was the owner at that time. Uh, there was this uh, winter league in Hawaii, and they were the Maui Stingrays, and they wanted an exorbitant amount of money. And Naomi is a cheap One guy; <laughs> he wouldn't pay. Dollars. Yeah, and he wouldn't pay it, so he went with a certain uh, brand of uh, uh, ray, and that is a Devil Ray. And then there were a couple players that were traded to the Devil Rays that refused to play because of the name on the team. And they had the most gorgeous uniforms, had like 15 different colors on it, which if you go to the games, there are stingrays that you get to in, in center field that you can feed and put your hands on. Well, when Naoli <laughs> sold the team, uh, uh, the new ownership, Steinberg, dropped the devil, uh, the, the, the rays, and he kind of moved the, to the patch on the shoulder, but he made it more like a sun ray on the front of the jersey. Oh, come on. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's That's more so like weak. a sunray. Remember, and we forget this, this is a team that in 2028 is going to split their season, play the uh, summer, the spring part. Oh, how's it go now? They're going to play April and May in Tampa. They're going to play June, July, August in Montreal, August, September in Tampa. Why? In 2028. Why? Be, because they want a new stadium in, and actually in Tampa, because they're in St. Pete, which is a good 35, 40 minute ride from Tampa Bay. They want an outdoor retractable dome stadium in Tampa because St. Pete is God's waiting room, it is a retirement community. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> nice. In, instead of the lice, instead of the speed limit saying 35, it says no one under the age of 35 when you enter St. Pete. Okay. Thank you very much. And, and they want, I mean, they looked at one time moving to Orlando and playing at Disney Wide world of sports. They actually played a series against, uh, Texas there about five years ago. And they entertained basing themselves in Orlando because it is a difficult stadium to get to. It, it is hard. I've been to 15 games. And it's not easy to get into. It is in a very depressed area. It was the stadium was actually built for hockey. Uh, the The hotel is haunted that all the teams stay in, and they the, the town of Tampa said we build a new hockey arena, we build a new football arena. Mm. We're tapped out. We we have no more money. Plus, in Saint Petersburg, you have to go around all those walkers that jam up all the ho- you know the all true, and plus. <laughs> you have to do the games before the five o'clock eating yeah, uh, right. early special at all the restaurants. That boy, right. yeah, I'm over 60 and I shouldn't be making these shows. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's fascinating that you have a team with the next to lowest uh, payroll against the team with the highest payroll. I mean, the Dodgers just get whoever they want. And they have this billion dollar contract with Spectrum to broadcast their games. 
And it is, it's, it's a shame that this World Series is getting the lowest ratings ever. I think it's fatigue. I think the extra layers of playoffs have just, people are tired of baseball on every night. It's, you know, there's so Sacrilege, many games. I say. Sacrilege. Well, I just How think. How can you be tired of this is good baseball? And Travis asked me what I think. I'm hoping the Dodgers going to win. Um, I want to well, see. That, that's like rooting for Google. That's no, like rooting for no, Amazon. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. All the right, Astros, those lousy bones of Astros, had an edge on the Dodgers before. And so I think it's time for Clayton Kershaw to get his. I think he is such a quiet guy. He has such a good regular season. He's like 2.43 in his whole career ERA. He's won, like he's 100 games over 500 as a pitcher, but he has an under 500 record as a playoff. And I, I think that's got to have to do with the Astros sometimes really no, stealing. No. no? All right. You ever hear him talk? It's no. hard to hear him talk because he's choking all the time. In the oh my gosh, Ernest! I mean, Ernest, it's not just so it's mean. not just Astros. It's just because they beat the, the Braves that you're just okay. you're just bitter now. Is that it? Well, no. Did he choke against the Nationals last year? Did he choke against the Cardinals three years ago? I mean, it's it's just it's not his effort to give against the Clayton Astros. Kershaw the hem, hemlock or whatever that <laughs> <laughs> hemlock kills you. You mean Heimlich? The Heimlich, yeah, that's it. I'm too tired. Don't, don't the give him Give him the Heimlich so he doesn't choke time. some more. Let him stop choking. Poor guy needs to be delivered from his choking. Give him a win. I want to see the Dodgers win. Just just get it over with. And I think. Changing the rays away from the stingrays and the devil rays is so, so lame. When we were growing up, the coolest bike out there was a Schwinn stingray. Just the name of it. And then even in the superhero movies, you have Aquaman and his main opponent is Mantis. And Mantis has a super cool plane slash boat that goes in the air and under the water. It looks like a curved Mantis. I mean, it's so cool. Man, rays is so lame. So for all those reasons, go Dodgers. How can you not root for the underdog? How can you not root for a no, team? No, because they play a lousy brand of baseball. Let's just go up and try to hit home on every single time. But That's the so pitching. Lame. I mean, the, the pitching. Uh, you got Yarborough, a kid who had two Tommy John surgeries. You've got uh, uh, Charlie Morton, who throws the best curveball in, curveball in Major League Baseball. You got Blake Snell, who's probably 150 pounds. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, the pitching is probably it's the best pitching statistically in the league. You got this ragtag group of guys on the team. Mike Barrasso, who was playing independence ball a few years ago. Pete Fairbanks, who played for a Division Three team. You got Tyler Glasgow, who they they stole from the, the Pirates, one of the best trades of all time. I mean, it's again, it's the team of, of ragamuffins. It's the Bad News Bears. Mayo Margot. And who, who couldn't did hit the Bad the News market. Bears win at the end or lose? Oh, actually, they lost both <laughs> movies. It depends. Are we going with the uh, uh, Walter uh, Matthau? No, or? Walter version? <laughs> no, we'll go to what? He saw Choi. I mean, Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau. <laughs> I mean, again, most of America cannot name three players on the Rays, and that's what I like. It's something new. It's a team that, that basically they've used the shift to the point, and they've just done a, a fantastic – again, I enjoy watching them play. Kevin Cash is probably the best manager nobody knows about. 
he he came from from uh, the Red Sox, and he came from uh, uh, the the Indians. No was, sympathy uh, for my buddy Kershaw. No, not you're not going to save him anymore. You're just going to let him. No, he's choked enough. I mean, everybody comes out and gives this idea. Well, he was cheated by the Astros. No, he, he failed against the Nationals last year. He's flopped against other players. I mean, again, he's just a product of the L.A. star-making machine. <laughs> There's I mean, a Mookie, stereotype Mookie, if I've ever heard Mookie one. Mookie Betts is probably one of the top three players in baseball. And and Bellinger is a – I mean, there's – you look at the star talent. That's the Dodge. Travis, are you still there, man? You still with us? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I went on a rant. Did we lose Travis? Travis, we might have lost our host there somehow. Are we still recording? Uh, I'm still here. Oh, he's still okay, there. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I had the I had the mute button still on. <laughs> That's the problem with millennials. I got I got Ernest wound up, and I thought Travis. Took a bathroom no. break or something. No, no, Paul. I was. Paul, I was not. Ba- when you talk baseball around millennials, they just go to sleep. That's <laughs> this our is problem. True. Oh, I, man. Was not, I was not asleep. I was actually talking, and I, I was found. I found a way to really uh, put a litmus test to Ernest's uh, testimony and to kind of break this wall between you two. So, Ernest, you know, uh, if the Dodgers do steal a base, you're not going to take part in the free taco if they steal the base. Done. Yeah, I know they've done. already done it with Mookie Betts on uh, uh, Monday or Tuesday, me, Tuesday night, but uh, yeah, so you can't take you can't take part and go get your free Doritos tacos if you haven't done so already, right? That's your well, phrase. My wife says I can't eat it anyway, so that's oh, uh, diets, my friend. Diets. When you get to my decrepit age, do they make mm-hmm. prune tacos for you, Ernest? Prune ta- No, I don't do prunes. Ooh, prune sauce. That'd be nice. Ooh, kind of no, spicy I, prune I, sauce. My, my, this is out of school. My brother had to drink it as a child because of medical <laughs> problems. And because I laughed, guess who else had to eat that foul? Yeah. What, anything else you want to you, share about you your would, family while we're on Well, the you air? would think something that looks like a big raisin would taste good. You really do. I thought it was, wow, that's the biggest raisin I've ever seen in my life as a child. Boy, talk about your disappointment. But... <laughs> yeah, but uh, but speaking of baseball, though, we've, we've been outside and... Um, you know, the son's looking forward to baseball this spring. Hopefully, we can, we can get get around to playing it. But uh, we've been out in the yard playing some ball here lately. You know, and um, you know that when that ball takes a bad bounce, you know, y- y'all seen those those pictures and videos of when the ball just takes a bad bounce, it, it can either crawl up you and or just pop you in the face. And past couple of times, you know, uh, my son's gotten a a good uh, shot in the face with the football and or um baseball and he's just gotten mad at me like i'm doing it on purpose but uh uh man it's just like tough uh, enough right tell the good lord gave him two hands for a reason catch the ball i know but uh man this is i kind of took a personal like man i didn't do it on purpose you know uh you know that's just part of it the ball takes a bad bounce sometimes you know and uh, well it was a different time when i was coaching baseball i used to hit kids on purpose to keep them from being afraid of it you got to you get hit. You're not afraid of being hit anymore. Oh so nowadays, God. nowadays, I oh, I would be a villain of some type. I would be uh, trotted out in some uh, on Facebook, some some uh, some kangaroo court of some type in that respect. But now, now, back, back to the World Series. <laughs> it has it has been fascinating. This has been essentially this has been tournament baseball. This has been a baseball because they've been able to have to figure out saving pitchers. 
and who you can use in rationing innings and all that respect. And it's, it's interesting that the commissioner wants to keep the same playoff structure. He wants to keep the seven inning double hitters and he wants to keep the man on second in, uh, in, uh, in, on the uh, extra season in the regular season, extra inning games, which everybody says, well, you know, you're at 12, you got 14 teams, no, excuse me, uh, 16 teams in the playoffs, which is 50%, which kind of goes with the same percentages we see in football in basketball and hockey, when it gets to playoffs, you, you see 50% participation. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about extra playoffs, gentlemen? How do you feel about 16 teams in baseball from here on out? It's just, I think it's too much. Baseball season's already too long. And speaking of, like you said, millennials, and I think, you know, we've all agreed upon, you know, shortening the, the seasons, you know, 100 plus games. It's just, it's just too much. But more playoff baseball, you know, it's more exciting, I think. You know, because it's more at stake, more at hand, you know, and but it's too much. It is fascinating that everybody thought for these playoffs that we would have two teams that we wouldn't imagine in the World Series that it would work up something quirky. And we wind up getting the two teams with the best two records in baseball. So hmm. essentially essentially what and very rarely does that happen because usually a team gets hot like the Nationals did last year. Yeah, but here we are complaining a little bit, griping a little bit about sports. When what seven months ago, but seven months ago we were complaining about not having it, so we can't gripe too much, you know. But yeah, we'll soon be in that same situation because the World Series ends. All we'll have is Football. NFL, and but it, I but I have good news for you, gentlemen. In the good month news. of November, the MAC is going to be playing games on Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and the Pac-12. And the uh, Big Ten are going to be playing Friday night games. So we will have sports every night until college basketball starts. And, Paul, I think uh, college football is a little bit more important and exciting for you from what I picked up, right? But has it? <laughs> have you been able to just enjoy it? And has it been what it – obviously, I, I know the answer, but has it been what it usually has been, you know, outside of COVID? It's just – I know I've not been able to get it excited about sports, even though it has started back. So what's – What's can college I, football been like for you? Can I translate Paul? Can I translate that for Paul? Does it does it feel good not having to worry about Michigan every week <laughs> for the last month? Uh, um, Ernest said about a month ago, maybe longer than that, that the whole country has a low grade depression, and he wasn't talking about the weather. And when he said that, that so rung true to me. And in my line of work, working with senior adults. Man, going into another cold season with all these restrictions, because we started it back in March, mm-hmm. and the people are really down, and it's heavy. Um, and, man, I miss the warmer weather already. And um, it just seems like the other problems that you normally would have during the course of the year seem heavier. Um, so I think it's a really good time for sports to be this active. So I have really enjoyed watching SEC games uh, I don't enjoy watching Saban and Alabama win, but the first half with Georgia was really interesting and fun. Uh, and, hey, Michigan is undefeated so far this year, which is a good thing, as Ernest has said. Um, we live yeah. and die sometimes with our sports because they're a wonderful diversion. We can get out those feelings of anger or frustration or sadness 
through something that's a safe place. And I know I sound like a shrink or a psychologist right now. He's pre- he's, you're preaching now. But it is so important going. to do that. <laughs> I mean, for me to watch a game and yell at it a little bit or just get distracted for a while from the other heavy stuff in my life is really helpful. And I enjoy doing these podcasts. And, and baseball hasn't been perfect this year, but I have loved that they've been right after each other. They haven't stretched them out for ratings i mean it's like boom 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 let's watch it i enjoy that just the discussion of baseball but i i do think baseball is in trouble if they don't get a better way of marketing themselves i think uh, that's that's part of it too but so for the answer is how have i loved football so far hey once the nfl came back i really didn't care as much about the other sports it just proved to me the nfl is so much ahead of anything else and college football is second and then maybe uh, the NBA, and then, boy, yeah. Major League Baseball and hockey, I think, are almost at the same level now. That says a lot about how yeah. baseball has fallen. But, man, I love football. I love seeing the speed of it. I love seeing the drama of it. Um, I love it Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So thank God for football right now because I think it's That's been right. a great relief for us and for me. Yeah, we don't we don't have too much time left. But uh, Paul, Paul, you got Michigan facing up against Minnesota. Obviously, we know who your choice is, but uh, that's a, that's one game you got to look forward to, and you have on your calendar at seven thirty Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. The crazy news out of Ann Arbor is some beat writer or for Yahoo, whatever, said that PJ Fleck would be the perfect person to follow Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor after Harbaugh leaves for the NFL. So there you go. The crazy stories are always true. Unless you got a good cold front coming through uh, tonight, tomorrow, right? And uh, good good cold football weather for you guys up there in Michigan. Yeah, um, 7.30. Cold, so, uh, wet and rainy. 7.30. Well, cold, the, big, wet, rainy. the Big Ten is back, which means yeah. those of you who have been bored with those 48, 45 games that we've <laughs> had can get ready for those. It's nine to three classics. No, we'll have no, no. That's football. the 70s, man. We're we're doing right. that now. Three yards, cloud of dust, and, except for Ohio State. So, cheater. It's, I'm it's, sorry. Uh, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> did I hear from that? Mike? Mike? So there's a Mike there? Okay. <laughs> Get that right. Sorry. We but, got uh, yeah, yeah, gentlemen. So uh, we're coming in on our time. Ernest, do you have any uh, last words in uh, closing? Comment. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they say plagiarism is the highest compliment, today marks the 20th anniversary of Pardon the Interruption. That name sounds fairly familiar. And a lot of what we do, and so, so much, unfortunately, has mutated to some vile machine on some levels, on some categories, where what was taken was a simple TV show between two lifelong friends who went back and forth on all subject of sports, but amazingly it's still on and I still find it intriguing. I still check it on a regular basis and it's two fascinating flawed characters. And I would say what we would not be doing what we're doing right now. If there wasn't some animal created 20 years ago. Ernest, and it's imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Actually, it's plagiarism. For legal reasons, we'll say plagiarism. No, no, I looked it up. Dictionary.com. Uh, okay, all right. That's my saying. That's, that's <laughs> copyright 2020. Uh, again, it's, it's a fascinating. And again, the thing that you hear with those two, which I like to think 
with me and Paul and, and Nate and Travis and Chris is an underlying respect and kidding. And David. I, I love, and David. So boy, I get in trouble. I forget David. <laughs> well, I am I forget David. Uh, it, I've always maintained that this is like listening to a bunch of friends sitting behind you at a ball game. And we've all had the experience attending events where there's two guys just talking sports in the back and it's organic and it's real and it's genuine. Doesn't have to be correct, but it is a, a, a unique experience. And it's something that we all feel privy to because we may not have skill. We may not have talent. We may not have the ability to speak in public or in private or express ourselves, but we all have opinions. And yeah. I, I, again, it's that little spark. And, and if we offer a little bit of that to you, gentle listener, I think then we've achieved what we've done. And the, what you hear is what we are there. We don't put on in the South. We say, put on airs. We don't put on airs here. Paul is Paul. I am, am Travis is Travis. David is David. Chris is what he is. And Lord <laughs> knows Nate is what he is. I don't know why he is that way, but. Nate is that way too. No, no, uh, no, no. You just no, were so okay. nice, and then you went. I, I know. I I always think step too far. That's I yeah, step on yeah. the electric wire. I go way too far. But again, that's 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 my thing. And like I said, I've enjoyed watching it for twenty years. And somehow they I've aged, but those two guys haven't aged. Tony Kornheiser's been just as bald as he was twenty years ago. But I now will cede my time to the candidate from Michigan. Yeah, let me, let me, I'm going to have to hit the mute button on you. Okay. Uh, All right, go ahead, Ernest. <laughs> like the debate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get off here. We got to get on it soon, right? But yeah. go ahead. Paul, Paul, you preached earlier. I, I like those comments earlier, but what, what, are you, what are your last comments there for us tonight? Well, I want to go to the song. No matter what happens in America, I think we need to do a little more God Bless America, sung at every game by a Marine singer or somebody who says, hey, wait a second, we still have a great country, we still like each other when it comes down to it. So, hey, thanks for listening to pod podcast, and I appreciate Travis and all that he does as well. Yeah, I enjoy speaking with you guys at least once once we get on here. I tell you, every time I, I speak with Ernest and spend time with him, even you, Paul, I learn something, and uh, just enjoy hanging out with you guys. And speaking of that, you know, I I did go out with my wife today, and as Ernest had mentioned, one of the most patriotic things we can do is go vote, and we, we voted today, and uh, we, we do live in a great country and uh, where we can have sports and all of our great freedoms. So, uh, it's, it's great to have you listening to us today. Share it with a friend. Give us a review wherever you listen to it, and uh, so others can enjoy uh, sitting around the, the phone and uh, the device and uh, make some good friends and learn some things, right? So, uh, so this is it for Pardon the Confusion tonight, and uh, tune in next time. Thank you, guys.